What's up, everybody? We're back with the Magic and Andrew MMA show, episode 53. We've got UFC 282, the last pay-per-view card of the year. Uh, late notice main event, we have Magomed and Kalaev taking on Jan Bohovic for the uh, vacated light heavyweight championship. Um, but before we get to that, obviously, we are going to start with the, from the bottom of the card, best fight odds order. Uh, for those of you following along, Stephen Koslow is a big underdog to Cameron Simon. Uh, what do you think about this one? Um, there is a lot of tape missing on Koslow that I couldn't find. I have seen all other tape. He looks like he has very good jiu-jitsu, kind of physical guy on top. I like his top game. And Simon, I bet him at contenders at plus 140 or plus 150. I thought he was great bet, but he was fighting this fraud Jackie Chan guy. Who was horrible, honestly. I expected that. This it's like a huge overcorrection. Because he knocked the guy out dead. Like he fucking killed the Japanese guy. Or he's American, right? Actually. I think he's American. I don't know. He killed him. He put he put him out cold. Uh, Simon, I watched his last fight. Taping contenders, I watched it. It was hard to find. It was a five rounder against an, a guy that is now eight and seven, and he dropped a couple rounds grappling. He has some serious issues on his back. Like, he does a good job of, of using butterfly hooks, but other than that, I'm not very fond of his bottom game. And yeah, I, I don't mind the shot at Koslo. I, I actually think it's a good bet. Doesn't go the distance, looks solid because. This is going to be one of these, like, Koslo submits him or gets stuck on the feet, hasn't been more than a round ever and probably gets lit up. So, doesn't go by like it. Hey, what does pass. this mean? It's like, ready to listen to, to our pastor magic. <laughs> <laughs> and greetings from Cordoba. It's a city in Spain. It's almost Morocco. We have to claim that back because Cordoba, I went there and, bro, that's fucking Marrakech. I you have to believe. do something about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the bomb hasn't been dropped yet. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know about this fight. Like you said, there's not a lot of tape on Kozlo. At this price, I think he has to be the side. I, I don't have any strong opinion on it just because there is so much tape missing. So I don't want to spend a lot of time here. Next fight, uh, Daniel Da Silva versus Vinicius Salvador. Daniel Da Silva has been an unders machine so far in his UFC career. Seems like the books have finally um, caught on to that. The under uh, one and a half is minus 210. Vinicius Salvador, minus 250 favor. That line's gotten blown out a bit. Again, this is another one. If you put a gun to my head, I'd probably take Da Silva here. I felt like Salvador is very sloppy and kind of – yeah, this is the but, way. This is the way. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of sloppy and, and he is willing to put himself into a firefight, which is the same thing De Silva does. De Silva has shown some cardio issues, but he does fight at a frantic pace. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm picking Salvador to win. I think he's bigger. I think um, he's probably a little bit more trustworthy cardio-wise. But from a betting perspective, this is De Silva or pass. I, I'm curious about your thoughts on this one. I was like, another Da Silva fight, great. I'm going to parlay that and go the distance. And it's like minus 700. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not happening. But, yeah, this guy, right. Daniel Da Silva is the world's best flyweight for like 90 seconds. But if he gets you in those 90 seconds, you are fine. <laughs> this guy, Salvador, is not good. I mean, the contenders fight was amazing, but he has lost to bad people. Then he beat three guys that were absolute garbage cans, like zero wins. Then he got the contenders fight against the Australian guy. He won. He was gassing and then finally found the finish after mm -hmm. hurting him multiple times. Da Silva, I mean, he, he has a huge grappling edge here. He, he may quit or yeah, get bombed or something. But if he grapples, he's going to be like, like this, in this guy's back instantly. So yeah, I have to take it. It's my passion, losing money on Da Silva. And if he, he, if he loses here, he's getting cut after three in a row. So I'm not going to quit now. <laughs> Come on. He's the side. I'm, I'm confident that he's the side, and the, the line has gone over plus 200 now, which is ridiculous. Has his opponent fought a heavier weight class before? I don't know. He looks like a noodle. Probably. But Da Silva is a big guy for the division. I saw something that he fought at like 155 before. I don't know. Maybe true. Something like that, which is like a really big cut. He's not, yeah. like, he, he's not even fast or anything. Like Da Silva is going no. to find him early at will. 
he holds his hands like down here and kind of like th like throws them from the side. Yeah, he, he throws a counter uppercut from the hip. Like, what are you doing? He's <laughs> going to get blasted. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably going to end up on taking the shot here. This will be one of those ones that you you want to be on it if it wins, you know? Yeah, of course. And if he loses, well, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, knew, we knew what we're, we were getting at ourselves in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's perfectly said. Um, next fight, we've got TJ Brown taking on Eric Silva. I talked to you about this fight a little bit earlier in the week. I was on <laughs> TJ Brown. This, this, is, this is going to be your Marcelo Rojo take of this week. <laughs> Um, I'm on TJ Brown here. I just think he's a more proven guy. He's well-rounded. Um, like the line right now seems fine to me. There's just so many question marks on the Silva side. He's a can crusher. He's barely ever been out of the first round. Um, and it's not like he's some pro young prospect either. Like that's the biggest difference between Marshall and, um, Salvador. Marshall's 23. Salvador is, uh, or sorry, not Salvador. Uh, Silva is like 36 years old. So 36, 10 professional fights. I think TJ Brown was, was the side at plus 140 right about now. I think it's fine, but um, you seem to be the biggest Eric Silva fan this week. So tell us why. Yeah, but don't, don't compare the new Alex the Great Francis the Fire Marshal with these people. Okay? <laughs> After that performance you, 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 last you, week. You, you he's, he's the truth. Price. He's the truth. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm going to, like, full disclosure for the people, I'm going to tell what happened here. He was minus 150, and I saw the line go bonkers, and I was like, Andrew, something's up. This guy may be injured or something. And then Andrew goes like, no, I bet him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually exactly what happened. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I guess I'm going to get a better inside the distance line now or something. I think he's going to finish TJ Brown. TJ Brown is a massive crowd, and he has consistently shown the ability to take the most retarded decisions possible inside the cage. And after after watching it happen four or five times, I'm, I'm going to trust him. You are telling me you are stupid, I'm going to trust you. I think he's bad team, bad, de bad decisions, has lost a lot of fights he should have won grappling, makes a lot of errors grappling-wise. I think Silva is going to hurt him or end, him, end, him, end on, top of, on top of him or take his back and finish him. I, I think he's going to do him in, inside one round, honestly. I don't, I don't see what you are saying here. Let me ask you a question. What would you, if Eric Silva was going to fight Kai Kamaka this weekend, what would you make that line? I mean, I, I've been vocal that Kamaka is a fraud too. I don't know. I think I bet Silva in that fight. Go figure. Not Silva, uh, TJ Brown. He fought yeah, Kamaka. So I think Kamaka could take over if he doesn't get finished earlier. But TJ Brown is not Kamaka, bro. But I, think is... he, I think Kamaka would kill Silva. And this fight, I just think, is more of like... A, there's so many questions on the Silva side. Like, I just don't get what you've seen that makes you so confident that he's just going to like blow by a UFC caliber guy. He's not a UFC caliber guy. <laughs> I mean, he's not like a top 15 guy, but he's like... A guy not not top be... 30 either. Like, he's not good. But he's a guy who's going to consistently be like around the 500 mark in UFC, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, but he has shown con the ability consistently to get hurt bad, drop positions stupidly, take bad decisions. He's chinny. He gets finished a lot. I think he has been finished six times or seven times. He's been finished Silva, once. Silva yeah, but who, who has he fought? Shylin, Norder, Beaky, Kaikamaka, Danny Chavez, Jordan Griffin, and the GOAT, Charles Rosa. The, the, the cream of the crop. How do yeah. you say that? Cream of the crop. That's right. Charles Rosa, come on. I think I can get top time over Charles Rosa. <laughs> He's like your favorite fighter. No, it's yours, but you're trying to pass it to me. <laughs> Have you seen what he said the other day, Charles Rosa? <laughs> like, Brendan Lugnan won the million dollars at PFL. And this guy randomly tweets oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that he's a bomb and things like that. And I'm willing to bet you your million dollars that I beat you. And he was like, you don't have a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. And Lone would beat him anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident in this one. I think Silva is going to finish him in round one. Okay. We will see on Saturday. Oh, how are we at this already? Billy Quarantillo taking on Alexander Hernandez. Oh, this is on the early prelims. This is this is a disgrace. Not like in all seriousness, this should be on the main card. It's, it's gonna be a good fight, I think. 
Ponchinibio versus Alex Morono on short notice at 180 pounds is on the main card. Come on. Are they, are they not going to move that? Yeah, but same, bro, but you always have one more in you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's Alex the Grave. He looks like he shouldn't lose. <laughs> all right. All, all jokes aside here, can we stop pretending like that was like the only fight that's ever happened in that? Like the week before, we didn't have Frivola and his eyes are like acting like it's the only time where a, a unproven favorite comes in and wins. Uh, anyway, what do you think about the uh, Hernandez versus Billy Q? I think you said you like Billy Q, right? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, the thing is, whatever I say about Hernandez, people are not going to take seriously. You know what yeah. I mean? But in all seriousness, like, I don't bet on fighters because I like them. It's, it's real money, not Bobby Greens. <laughs> like, I would have wanted to bet on the Transylvanian pain train against this guy, the Calvin Klein model. Was Carlos Ulber. I didn't because it didn't make sense, but Alex Hernandez should be the favorite here. Like, why, why not? I don't get it. He's going to be massive at featherweight. And Billy Q, I have bet on him, I think, on all his fights except Gavin Tucker. One of my favorite fighters to watch, but he cannot grapple defensively against any good grappler. And he's basically a punching bag, like he outlasts people. I don't think it's a great idea to let Alexander Hernandez blast you with the right hand. Everybody has hit him, hurt him, some of them. And he's yet to face a big puncher, if you look at it. Like, who's the biggest puncher he's faced? Carlisle, but he grapples after 20 seconds. I don't know, Shane Burgos? Gavin Tucker was taking him down at will, like at will. Hernandez is bigger and better. I don't know. How does a Billy Quinn look here? He, he hurts him bad or he takes a beating and takes over late in Billy Q fashion? I don't know. I think Hernandez should be the favorite. I think he's going to knock him out. Like, he's going to abuse him in round one. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, dude, we were here six months ago. Bet, we bet Moicano, bro. Renato yeah. Moicano. And he, he was winning until he got hurt. I don't get it. I thought he won the first. I told you after. I was like, all bets aside, I thought Hernandez won the first round. Yeah, he, he, got it on one, he got it on one card and two judges give it to Moicano. But yeah, he hurt Moicano in round one. And he was looking good. Then he got countered and died. Okay, but bro, do, like, do people have any idea what... Moicano will do to Billy Q. Yeah, he'd kill him. And he I was getting, outside he, of like he was getting up from bottom. I, mean, I don't know. I think he should be the favorite. Like I, Hernandez grapple fucking Billy Q like to oblivion, like he did OAM. It's it's on the cards. Yeah. My thing is like I haven't heard anyone make a valid argument for Billy Q being a bigger favorite outside of like, oh, Hernandez is a flake. Like, if you look at all their MMA skills, it should be it should be Hernandez. Like Hernandez is better at it. Like, what's Billy Q better at? I mean, I, 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 he's bigger. <laughs> the thing is that he's also going to be bigger, and that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. He only loses to good people. Bad know. people or people that are like middle usually die against Alexander Hernandez. Yeah. And I get it. It's been a little bit, bit since he put together like a good three round performance, but I just don't see like Billy Q isn't going to hurt him. I don't think. He, he, I'm not like trying to insult him, but he doesn't have much power. I don't think he's anywhere yeah, near he's, he's, strong he's, or athletic. Like I see him, just, he's going to stand in front of him all upright like Billy does, and the leg kick is going to be there. Hernandez yeah. has, I mean, you may, you may hate him, but he has a, a massive right hand. Like, Billy's going to get blasted. I don't know. Puma's picks. We need another like, Christmas episode. If Hernandez loses this, I think we, we may be done, guys. Yeah, this may be it. He, he may, I mean, I maybe admit it, he's not the best fighter in the UFC if he loses this one. The rest, the rest <laughs> maybe, where it sleeps. But maybe. We'll see maybe. what the performance looks like. If he wins, it's on. Like, defender vacate, Volkanovski. Next up, Chris Curtis is taking on Joe Quinn Buckley. I can start this one off. I bet Buckley early, minus 113. I, I think the line now probably makes more sense. I just think that Chris Curtis has kind of had a little bit of a favorable run in the UFC. If you look back to the MSG card last year, he was a huge underdog against Phil Hawes, who was beating him very soundly until getting caught. And I feel like there's a lot of similarities between, um, excuse me, between Joe Quinn Buckley and Phil Hawes. Like, I just think Buckley on the speed, the athleticism, like, he just should be winning the exchanges here. Like outside of, 
Curtis being a good pocket boxer, I don't really think he has much, honestly. Like, I don't think he has grappling upside. I don't think he has finishing upside. I, I think that Buckley's going to be landing the bigger shots here. I, again, the athleticism, the speed, I think he's going to get it done. Uh, what about you? Yeah, when this got like announced or when I was taping it too, I always take my notes and then check the prices. And I, I had written down fight ends by knockout. I was expecting to see a plus number and it's minus 200. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's a pass for me. Gun to my head. I would bet Chris Curtis at, at underdog money, but I'm not really convinced about this. Like, Buckley is not a big middleweight. He's really a welterweight that is not really cutting. But Curtis had real, real issues cutting down the octagon to try to yeah. target Hermanson. And Buckley, he can, like, run a marathon. The guy is just jumping out there, bouncing from side to side. He, he ran a marathon against Timabov. So, Who yeah, I'm not, I'm not willing to, play, to pay that, that price for ends by knockout or anything. I kind of think they both have pretty good cardio, right? Unless yeah. I'm forgetting something. That, but it's a it's a strange fight. I don't really know. I don't I don't think it's going to be a war or anything. You know what I mean? Like more like mm -hmm. in and out. And Curtis probably needs a fight that is more like close quarters, counters, pocket boxing. I don't know. I think he's going to to he's going to need to track him down in this fight. May go yeah. to a, a strange point decision. I don't know. A strange fight. It's a pass for me. But if, if I have to pick a side, I pick Curtis at dog money. Yeah, I mean, Buckley said he's moving to 170 after this. Chris Curtis is a 170-pounder. Like, I, I felt like Buckley's biggest issue in his last fight was Imavov was just so much bigger, and this, that's not going to be a thing here. Yeah, Buckley huh. is insane physique. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Uh, Jay Perrin versus Raul Rosas Jr. Uh, Rosas, the youngest UFC fighter. I'm Raul Rosas. I'm going to be the champion. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Um, what, what do you make of this? Do you think um, Rosas is going to pass his first test in the UFC? Uh, think I'm, I'm going to be a good guy. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot even look at this guy in the face straight and not, not, not laugh. He's hilarious. That's something wrong with him, right? If it, I was serious. Like if, if something happens to this guy, Dana is going to get it. <laughs> I, I, I saw, know, I saw his brother and his brother looks like a normal human being you know what I mean Something's I wrong with this guy. it's a normal guy it doesn't look like him does his brother fight I think so I think he was making his debut or something <laughs> he's like if Jack Barron wants to be Santa Claus he can be Santa Claus <laughs> <laughs> it's insane bro yeah I mean I bet him to finish that fight and contender, so fuck him because he's a mongoloid that cost me a lot of money. Perry like took a beating from Bautista. He took a beating and he took it like a man. He's durable, he stays there, has good cardio, can grapple a little bit. I mean he's he's the definition of a six, you know what I mean? Perry in everything. Yeah. And he's durable. Um <clears throat> This guy obviously has a ton of potential, but I mean, come on, he's a kid. I know that he looks like a Mongolian, but this is a kid. He's 17 or 18. 18 when he fights, right? Because it, if not, it would be illegal. And he gasses horribly. After When he's not grappling, he gasses horribly. His striking is a fucking mess. He has no power on the feet. His defense is non-existent. He lost a lot of positions, but it was crazy because he was grappling in a very stupid way, losing a lot of positions, but he was apparently fighting the most stupid grappler in the history of MMA in North America. This, this other guy that just kept rolling guillotines that, was, that weren't there. It was insane. So, yeah. I think Perrin is a must bet here. If he gets, yeah. if he gets choked in round one, perfect, because it sets, the, it sets up the, the next phase. Like the, the ideal scenario is I lose my money here, I lose again next time, and then Peter Jan versus Raul Rosas Jr. <laughs> in Abu Dhabi. Five rounder. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to submit Peter Jan. <laughs> he will put him in a coma, bro. That's the probably the hardest I've ever laughed on this show. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think Perrin's the side here for sure. Rosas was being priced, I think, shorter than this on the Contender Series against a guy who's literally like the might as well have been the mailman. He's, 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 he's been priced like Habib Nurmagomedov, and this yeah. is an 18 year old imprint. 
like Jay Perrin's fought like he, he could even make a case for him in that last fight against um Aori, right? What? Sorry. He could make a case for Jay Perrin winning his last fight. Yeah, and I, I think I think he only opened the door to losing that fight because he fought like an idiot. Like if he grappled from the get go, I think he runs away with the fight. Like pushing pushing pace. But yeah, that happened. Yeah, and like I don't know. I just feel like his level of competition is so much higher. Like I, I you hear me talk about that a lot, level of competition. It's like, okay, Rosas beat a guy who's literally a mailman. You could look you, he's gonna wrestle, he's gonna try to. Aori went over three on takedowns <laughs> If Rosas comes out and tries to strike this out, I may lose oh my, my mind. God. It's be <laughs> Maybe he comes out and he's like, I'm, I'm Wonderboy Thompson. I love that fight. <laughs> he watched Wonderboy last week and now he's a striker. Um, yeah, it's like, if he's somehow really good, yeah, this price probably makes sense. But I suspect he's not really good. He, His striking's a mess. He's 18 years old. He's, he's a very good grappler, but for like seven minutes. He's, he, you can say he's a very talented grappler. He's long, good frame, good passer, takes the back. Very. He has a lot of dexterity grappling, but that's about it. People are acting like this is, I don't know, the John Jones for, from Tijuana. <laughs> Bro, this is just a kid. Yeah, like, if Rosas even gets takedowns here which i think he might get a few is he gonna hold him it's like the, the mailman on contender series reversed him like three times yeah for me the thing is not if he's going to hold him is, is he going to submit him because if you can guarantee me that perrin is going to be round two i will max bet him yeah it's fair um so we, we we're both on the parent side here Dolce Lungi and Bula taking on Edmund Shabazian. Edmund, a minus 300 favorite here. Uh, what do you think about that line? Yeah, Shabazian is a guy that people talking about him go from he's the next champion to he cannot fight. He's the next champion again. He cannot yeah. fight. So, yeah, I don't know. I I think Shabazian is the way better grappler in terms of actual jiu-jitsu, if that happens. Um, both kind of gas, but Lungi and Bula kind of gas is worse. You know what I mean? And yeah. He's a fucking unit, but a lot of that is muscle. Sebastian is clearly the bigger guy here, I think, by a fair margin. If they start to tie, I think he's going to submit him. Just a gut feeling. Durgambula also shoots horrible takedowns. <laughs> lifts, lifts his neck out there. I don't know. I think Sebastian inside the distance, minus 110 is not a bad look. His money line probably unplayable. Can't blame anyone from taking a shot at Lungiambula or whatever. Yeah, I like submission. The price makes sense. It's too favor. The knockout is just too favor. I just want to say that three years ago, I bet on Magomed and Kalayev to beat Dolce Lungi and Bula at minus 160 odds. I bet him by inside the distance, more than <laughs> everything, everything, I think. In retrospect, that could you could make the case for that being like one of the best spots ever, right? I mean, Francis Marshall against Marcelo Rojo was the same price. <laughs> 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 Wasn't he just the same price, minus 161? <laughs> yeah, but- but he got outlanded in head strikes. I don't know. That was he, okay. Yeah, that was insane. Line. If they fought tomorrow, Ankaraev will be minus 1,000. Yeah, 100%. Um, Shabazian should be good here. I mean, he's clearly... If he doesn't get bonked in round one, he should be fine. Dolce gassed in like two and a half minutes in his last fight. Like, no joke. He, he was yeah, beating up... It's from, it's from all the testosterone and aggressiveness. He just, I think he's like grinding too, too, too hard with his teeth. Before, before going out, <laughs> and he gasses. <laughs> yes, this is this is confirmed. It raises every <laughs> bet I've ever made. Uh, oh yeah, Edmund dropped his old team. Where is he training now? I think he's at um, Extreme Couture or Glory. I think he was at, at Extreme Couture cross training, but I'm not sure. Okay. I think he's a talented guy that if he, he gets three or four in a row, he can go to a good place, like if, if he fixes his cardio, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ends, ends up being just a boost. Yeah, same. Still got some time to show us, though. <clears throat> Next up, heavyweight matchup. Chris Dock is taking on Hirezinho Rosenstreak. Uh, this fight was booked before and cancelled. We've got it again before the end of the year. Uh, any plays on this one? I don't know why this is on this card. I guess they have to make a heavyweight matchup for each card mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't care about this fight. I don't think it's very playable. Whoever lands first is going to look like the right play, probably. I have a feeling it's going to be Rosenstreich because he's a good counterpuncher, more powerful, more durable, probably. I guess 
somewhere in some scenario, Daokaus has a grappling edge here, but no one really has been able to grapple the Rosen. So yeah, I think he's going to get knocked out, but I, I don't want to do nothing with, with this fight. The lines are not playable for me. Like, what is? I, I looked at it and I remember not liking it. Rosenstruck inside is like plus one ten, right, or something like that. Minus one twenty-five. Rosenstruck and Rosenstruck inside the distance minus one twenty-five. And Rosenstruck by, by knockout minus one twenty. Like, yeah, they, they are giving those five cents in case he rolls a submission. The Surinam submission grappling legend. <laughs> Yeah, um, nothing for me pass. I think Rosenstrike by, by knockout. Yeah, I kind of think Rosenstrike's aside here. I haven't been impressed with Dawkins lately. I Again, this is actually the perfect comment. Like, he has a black belt, but I don't think he's ever attempted a takedown in UFC. He's like, he, he's, he, just today he was saying that he's going to drop to, to 205, which I think it's a bad move because he's going to be obese against a better athlete. This guy is just obese. Like, his yeah. brother, Kyle Dawkins, is, is bigger than him. But he's in fighting shape. That's my opinion. I mean, there are some people, you know what I mean, that they they are like, oh no, it's like they their frame is like this, or their they are muscular, bone density, and all those bullshit. Like Cormier, you look at Daniel Cormier. That's a fat guy, but he was fat when he was born already. You know what I mean? There's no coming yeah. back. This guy is not like that. This guy is obese. Because and I have proof. That's my point is that I have proof because his brother is right there and he makes 185 and yeah. he looks in shape. Like <laughs> You don't have big bones or some bullshit. You are fat. That's funny. Um, yeah, I, I think Rosenstreet could probably be a little bit wider here. I haven't played it yet, but I'm, the more I think about it, I feel like he should be 70% in a striking fight with Dawkins. People are scared to engage with Rosenstreet because he has crazy power, and obviously his struggles come into grappling, which is something that Rosenstreet or uh, Dawkins hasn't showed us he's able to do. So pick his Rosenstreet on my side, but... Um, won't be the most fun fight on the card, most likely. Uh, next up, they threw this one together last minute. Santiago Ponzinibbio was supposed to fight Robbie Lawler. Now he's getting Alex Morono. Uh, I have no bets on this one at the moment. Uh, I think the line's about right. I, I don't really have a strong opinion. I think it'll be just a right, relatively close striking fight where I give Ponzinibbio the edge. So maybe you have something more than that. I hadn't looked much at the fight. I'm seeing Morono by knockout is plus plus eight fifty. The great white by knockout <laughs> plus eight fifty. I don't know. I may have to get involved there. Morono is I'm a I'm a big fan of the guy. He looks like a fucking nerd, but keeps winning fights. And last time out, I thought I I, I thought like I was like this is it. He's not getting past the the semi the Jedi, Semisberger, <laughs> and he won. Like he yeah. did it again. This motherfucker just keeps winning. And he has good jiu-jitsu. He's kind of durable. Like he's a he's a wolf with a sheep costume. You know what I mean? He gets in there and boxes your face off. And he keeps winning. He's a good fighter. I'm a big fan. He's he's one of the most unathletic guys in the roster, and he's game as fuck. I don't know. At plus one fifty, I'm not ecstatic about playing him against the Ponsinibio because Ponsinibio got leg kicks, power, length, speed. Probably every edge on the feet, but the great white probably grinds, grinds him out. I don't know. In some way, does it again. I have nothing here, but I don't know. Knockout is tempting, honestly. I, I expect a war, like 300 strikes thrown. Yeah. Or landed. Ponsinibio, I think it's on the way out. I, I think this fight is going to end late. Knockout anyway. I don't know. We'll see. Cool, cool. Um, four fights left, guys. Like and subscribe. We've got four great fights left to break down. 150 live viewers right now, so thank you all for tuning in. Uh, the best is yet to come. Dreesius Duplessis taking on Darren Till. We've seen a lot of money come in on Duplessis over the last couple weeks. Do you agree with that line movement, or do you think Darren Till's a live dog here? Yeah, this guy Duplessis is like... He's like the Geno Smith of the of the UFC. You know what I mean? He got he got he, he got yeah, I'm going to explain it. He got this win outside of the UFC against Roberto Soldic. And everybody was like, oh yeah, he just blasted him. And Soldic is like the real deal. And he knocked him out cold. Then he lost the rematch, whatever, wins a couple of fights, signs with the UFC. It's kind of meme bonking everyone. Last fight, he becomes the, a decision volume kickboxing machine. Like at, at some point. 
I guess I guess that his style or his whatever his upside is minus EV, like betters love to say. But the guy keeps winning. Uh, he's good everywhere. He has power. He has grappling upside. He's strong. He's big. He's on all the use. I like him. Like he's on the magic wagon. I like him. Duple C. He's the Geno Smith of the of the UFC. People don't want to admit that he's good, but he's coming. I will bet this guy tomorrow wins Pereira. Mongoloid takedown into into smashing. <laughs> into something. Like, he just makes things happen and wins the fight. I, Till looks horrible. I, I looked at, at his Instagram a couple weeks ago. And he's, how, how is he my age? Like he's 29. I'm, I, I'm in much better shape than him. <laughs> he looks horrible physically. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened to him. Has he been like binge drinking for months or something? He looks like so old, like a 40-year-old. His body. But yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think... Duplis. I mean, we we all tend to think about Till like this knockout puncher or something, but he has knocked out zero people since Cowboys Erronia at, at 170. And I think Duplis is much more powerful, bigger, and if he pursues it, which I expect him to do, he has a gigantic grappling edge. If you get Till on his back, he's like, he has zero. When his shoulders hit the mat, he's horrible. Like yeah. Brunson, he, he made Brunson look like Rodolfo Vieira. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't want Till to get cut, but I don't know. It's going to be a good fight. It's an interesting fight statistically. No way it's bad. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This is one of the fights I, I'm probably most excited for on the card. I, I was considering two plus C's, and he was like minus 126 like a couple weeks ago. I, I just didn't pull the trigger. I think he's probably like 60. Five percent here, sixty percent here. It's just hard to know where it tells at. We don't see him very frequently, like you said. He looks like shit physically now. He looks old. <laughs> South African chat versus drunk Scouser. Yeah, a classic, a classic matchup in the regional. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um, but I, I'm picking Duplessis. It's not with a lot of confidence. This is a fight I don't really have much interest in from a betting perspective. It's one of those fights I can see playing out a lot of ways. Like if Duplessis is going to proactively grapple, he probably looks like a bigger favorite. If he doesn't, there's a lot more question marks because then it becomes the question of what does Till look like these days. So I'm, I'm okay with He that. always does. Like in hindsight, he always tries to grapple. Like he always tests Sometimes. the waters. You know what I mean? Against Tavares, which I, I thought it was funny because why, why would you try to grapple Tavares of all people? Yeah. It's like the one person in the UFC you don't try to grapple, Brad Tavares. Yeah. He, he was like, okay, I guess I will smash your face instead. <laughs> and he was. I, a lot of people were on Tavares that night. Yeah, I, I didn't have anything on that fight. Um, Jared Gordon taking on Patty Pimlet. Pimlet, one of the bigger stars in the UFC. Um, the UFC is clearly trying to give him a little bit of a push here. Um, putting him third on or second or third on a pay-per-view card. Uh, taking on Jared Gordon, what do you make of this? Do you think Patty uh, keeps the hype train going, or do you think that Jared Gordon's the guy to put a stop to it? You know you skipped that fight, right? Which fight? Topuria versus Mitch. Oh, buddy, that's the main event. Okay, okay, we'll do the main event then. Yeah, I, I, I swear to God that I didn't want to do this, but I have to bet Gordon here, and I don't want to. I hate to be doing this, but sometimes... A man has to do what a man has to do. I have to bet Gordon here. Like, how is Paddy going to justify this number? And Gordon gets bonked, finished in all his loses, four by knockout. But Paddy is honestly worse than I thought coming into the UFC. He looked horrible on the field against Jordan Levitt. His first fight was a meme against Ben Dramini. Okay, props to him. He, 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 like, he did it. Yeah. He's great at one thing. When he's on, on your back on or the, on your mount, like those positions, he's great. Great back taker, good passer, aggressive on top, good chokes, good ground and pound. That's it. If you take him out of that, he's a mediocre fighter. If he finishes Gordon, okay, props to him. He did it again, I guess, but Gordon, like, what is going to stop him from being on top and staying safe? Like, he's not going to get submitted. I was literally shocked that Gordon got submitted by Grand Dawson. And that's a legit grappler. He, he survived Soleki. He's a, a black belt. I don't know if under Danaher, but he got his, his blue belt or his brown belt under Danaher. Gordon is a legit, legit jiu-jitsu player. He's good. He's not going to get submitted by Paddy. If you are going to bet Paddy, 
His money line is trash. Like, Paddy by knockout plus 300 is kind of surprising, in my opinion. They are favoring submission, but I'm telling you he's not going to submit Gordon. If he wins inside the distance, he's going to be a knockout. Yeah, he has that crackhead hustle. I like Gordon. That's your breakdown? You like the... Yeah. Gordon by decision plus 500 is a must. If he dies, he dies. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I think at this price, uh, Gordon has to be the side. Like, Patty, I think, has the finishing upside on the feet. He's bigger. But Gordon just seems a little bit more well put together skill-wise. I think he's well-rounded. Um, I think Patty – I don't really know what a Patty decision looks like. I feel like if if Patty wins, it's probably a finish, whereas Gordon uh, has the decision uh, upside, right? A Patty decision is a, a, a fight where he gets controlled for 15 minutes and gets two knockdowns in two rounds. Yeah. There's, there's no other way. Um, <laughs> that's a great comment. Yeah, I I think from this uh from this um from this price, it has to be Gordon or Pass. Uh, I'm probably gonna pull the trigger. I think Patty might just get that up on fight day. I'm probably gonna yeah. hold my breath, pull the trigger. I'll, I do favor Patty outright, but I can't really get past like 55, 60 percent for him. It's just the line's gotten out of control. Um, next up, the main event. The real main event, not our main event. Magomed Ankalaev taking on uh, Jan Blachowicz. This fight thrown together for a title fight because Jiri had to vacate the 205-pound title. I think Ankalaev justified favorite, but he, he doesn't really put a stamp on it as much as I'd like him to for me to be betting him at minus 300 here. And I, like, I don't know. It's one of those weird fights where I think the line's right, but I feel like ankle I have might not like smash him every time you know I feel like it could be kind of a ho-hum fight like a 49-46 type deal maybe ankle I have finishes him late but I, I think ankle I have going to be the champ after uh Saturday night um do you agree with that or are you taking the shot on Jan ankle I have is a fucking awkward guy I saw him in, in in embedded and the guy may actually be mentally challenged too um, no, like not only look like it but actually be He's like, he's watching one fight and he goes like, this guy is very good at kicking, especially with his feet. <laughs> <laughs> he said that, that's funny. Yeah, it's true to us. <laughs> he's, he's very good everywhere, but... What scenario I, does Bohovic win? Answer this one. He doesn't get taken down and wins? Like, this is not rocket science. <laughs> like, if, if you can guarantee me this is happening on the feet, at this price, I would place a big bet on Blachowicz. Ankalaev, I think in 10 UFC fights, he only has got one, more than one takedown in one fight. That was probably Paul Craig, I guess. Yeah, that must be. I really like the guy. He's very good everywhere, but he doesn't really put a stamp on, on shit and against good people. And he, I feel like he needs to separate himself grappling-wise to really justify his prices, and he doesn't do it. Blakovich is not a, a bum. He can defend a bit. He has a good guard. On the feet, I kind of favor Blakovich. I have seen face only one good lefty kickboxer in the UFC, Dominic Reyes. He looked fantastic. Blakovich is a much better kicker than Ankalaev. He's powerful. He has a better chin, in my opinion. I don't know. I have nothing now, but I'm very tempted by, by Blakovich. Like if, like if, Anka if Ankalaev doesn't grapple heavy, I like Blakovich. That's a good number. I don't I know. He's I, one I'm, of your guys, right? What? Blahovich is one of your guys, I feel like. Yeah, I, I, I got him against Adesanya and against Corey Anderson yeah, at, big, yeah. at big numbers. <laughs> yeah, he's one of my guys. And and I got I got against him on Glover too. Like he's he's been a monitoring kind of. Yeah. I, I got him against Rakic too. That that broken leg was glorious. That was a joke. <laughs> I mean, Rakic was up to two to one, but everybody was acting like he had already won the fight, which I don't agree, but yeah. Unlucky for Rakic better. You were on Rakic, right? Yeah, at a really good price, too. I had Blakovich inside the distance, not only the win. That's <laughs> how you drew it up. Plus 350, exactly, exactly like we trained all camp. <laughs> Checking that kick, deadly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm picking ankle out of here, no bet. You're uh, eyeing Blakovich as a dog. I'm going to pick Blakovich, like gut feeling. Pick him, I all right, cool. Um Next fight, we already did the main event, but this is my main event. This is your main event. This is a fighter that both of us have bet on a countless number of times. 
someone who you've predicted would be the champ, who I've pretty much predicted every method of victory of each one of his UFC fights so far. I, I'll start this one. I'll, I'll save you for the cleanup since he's your, uh, your countryman, kind of, through blood, yeah. right? Not through... It's ours already. We have claimed him. We have claimed him. Yeah, you've claimed him. You know, he's I, I think... born in Germany, right? What's that? Yeah, born in Germany, lives in uh, Georgia, right? Lives in Spain, but he's from Georgia. Yeah. Lives in Spain. <laughs> Doesn't live in Georgia, bro. <laughs> he trains here. It's becoming a big gym, I'm telling you. That gym, watch out, because we are going to hear about it soon. Clip, are you going to go train there? I'm the main coach. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but it's becoming a big gym. They're, they have good people. Like It's the biggest MMA gym in Spain right now, by far, in my opinion. Okay. Um, well, my breakdown of this fight, and I want to preface this by saying that I'm a big Bryce Mitchell fan. I'm not a fan, so to speak, of many UFC fighters, but I do like Bryce. I think he's a solid game. It's going to beat a lot of people in this division. I just don't think he's going to uh, beat Ilya Tapiria. I think he's going to run into a wall when he meets someone who has the grappling caliber that Tapiria does on the feet. This is a massacre. Ken Bryce mixing some takedowns probably, but I don't think he's going to be able to hold Ilya down on the feet. I think it's just going to be such one-way traffic. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm getting choked up talking about how, how much, how much I'm money doing. I'm going to yeah. win. <laughs> you are getting excited. Yeah. Um, and the line has come in a lot here. I, I haven't bet it yet, but by the time Saturday night hits, I will have a good portion of money on Ilya here. I think, um, it's impossible to go huge on it, in my opinion, because there's not a lot of tape of Ilya off of his back or defending takedowns. So I can't go all in on the table. But from what I've seen, I do like him to get it done here. I think he should be a bigger favorite. I think he has all the finishing upside. I think he's a much better striker. He has that black belt to hopefully be able to negate some of Mitchell's grappling. I, I think he gets it done here. I'm assuming you're on the same page. Yeah, um, I'm going to go a little bit farther. I don't think this is a competitive fight. I don't necessarily either. It's a close fight on the money line. And I think Topuria should be a massive favorite, but okay. I guess I'll be wrong or extremely right. I don't see what people are saying here. I have I have played against Mitchell a lot. He has only faced one good grappler, Bobby Moffat, if we can call him a good grappler. He went life and death with him. That was a split decision. It's a kind of a similar frame to Topuria, body-wise, but Bobby Moffat is not Ilya Topuria. And he basically won that fight with a couple dangerous positions. He was losing the grappling all around. If I, <clears throat> I bet against him on Philly too, plus 150 or something like that. I didn't hate it. Philly got, at, got up a lot of times. Philly is not a good grappler. And Edson Barbosa, I don't know. If my man gets on top, he probably can, she probably can take the round because Edson just closes the guard and stays there, chilling. Topuria is a... I mean, I think he's a better grappler than Bryce. I, I don't see what people are seeing here. To win this fight... I mean, Bryce is obviously going to be shooting for his life here. How is he going to get Topuria down? He's, he's mo mostly a single leg guy. I don't think he's getting a single leg on Topuria. Topuria's built like a Neanderthal. Like his legs are like 30 centimeters long. <laughs> he doesn't have legs, basically. Those are three trunks. He has probably the most dangerous front choke series in the UFC, even if we have not seen much of it yet. He almost, I, got, I, um, he almost got Yusuf's law with that. I don't know how he got out of that. I have seen that fight like 10 times already. And every time I see it, I think Thaladif is going to tap. <laughs> it's, how, how did he survive that mounted guillotine? It's insane. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Bryce is getting Topuria down, but let's say worst scenario for Topuria is he gets taken down. Don't you think he can get up? Yeah. Like Mitchell is not going to keep it on bottom. Topuria is like a short, stocky guy, huge uh, upper body, much more stronger than Bryce. He's going to force bridge positions like half guard escapes, underhooks if he needs to get up. I don't think Bryce is going to keep him down, but I don't think I don't think we are going there. I think this is going to be a massacre, round one. I think Topuria is going to defend, force him to strike, and the people that say the striking is competitive, I don't, like crack, crack cocaine is bad for you. Stop, stop. Like this is a massacre on the feet. I agree. 
So yeah. Also, I have seen people talk about cardio because the Salal fight, the last minute, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That was a short notice fight. He has to cut to 145 and he had COVID like 10 days before. He didn't have a camp. But if people, if people want to keep talking about that, okay, keep because it's going to give better prices to us. This guy is a five-round fighter. He's a, he's a berserker. That's, this guy is going to be the champion. He's 25, gets better every time. Keep sleeping on him. I don't think we are going to see a number like this anytime soon. And after this, I don't know what's next. Probably Arnold Allen, but I don't think Allen takes this fight. I like it. No, I feel like no one's been talking about this fight this week besides me. He's got me hyped up. He got me hyped up again. Yeah, it's going to be a massacre. Yeah, I like that. Then, then I'll and go back U- UFC Spain is happening next year. Topuria main, main event, like for sure. You think main event? Yeah, yeah, it's happening. Eliminator or interim or something, for sure. I like that. I, th- I think they may... Because I, I think this guy may take it because he's a fucking gamer. I think Topuria versus Holloway may happen here. Just a gut feeling. Because Holloway is like in limbo and this is a, a fight to prove himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree with this. Uh, what do you got for us in terms of a Lambo parlay? Uh, I mean, if he loses, I'll lose my money, but I'm going to sleep the same. I, people act like these are our cousins or something. But <laughs> I'll be all right, brother. I would rather them. I would be less scared if they're my cousins. I want to win money. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll kick it off for the Lambo. Ah, the Lambo, yeah. It's a it's a smaller Lambo today, but it's one I think has a good shot. I think you'll like this. Tapiria inside the distance. Hernandez inside the distance. Shabazian inside the distance, and De Silva by submission. A hundred to win, fourteen grand. I think you need to put. A thousand on that. <laughs> Not a hundred. I played, I played, I'm going to keep it simple. I played this a couple days ago. Not a couple or yesterday. I played 500 on two places by submission and to put it by knockout. 500 to win 10,000. This guy is going to like get Tilly in a guillotine and say hello to the crowd. And be like, <laughs> while he chokes the rental. <laughs> Um, any questions, guys? We've got a few more minutes here. Um, my laptop is going to die in a few minutes, so hit it now. Um, don't ask about Bellator. You, you know where to find it. Got some good good fights for sure. Um, There's going to be some boxing that I'm going to bet on for sure. Yep, me too. What are you betting? I have to tape it still. <laughs> <laughs> don't beat me to it. Both an awesome for sure. Yeah, we I used to think it was Holloway, but I think after that one. Yes, he did. I, I pick him Billy Q by Twister. I picked him. <laughs> I think he's gonna tweet him. Yeah, I guess. No one has any questions. That means we did a good job. What is the isn't Martin boxing? What's the line? Como ves a Sandor? <laughs> yeah, it's an it's interesting fight. The line is wide. Teofimo is an unbelievable talent, but he's also unbelievably retarded. You know what I mean? And he can be outboxed. He, like, he lacks a bit of fundamentals. I'm, prob- I'm probably going to bet Sandor or some sort of Sandor props. We finally got the question. Um, would you like to comment on the there, there's, there's an episode for, from some months ago, I don't know if it's a couple months ago or so, and someone sent it to me and there's a clip of me saying that Kraus was going to get himself in jail before the end of the year Yeah, he did say that, it's funny well, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't miss bro, I don't miss I, I think it might be next year but um, I'm, I'm picking Patty but betting Gordon and I think Maddox doing the same. Are you picking Gordon? Yeah, I pick Gordon. But there's also this feature in YouTube where you can go back and watch. You know, this is tough. James Cross probably a little bit more like diabolical. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think people think Kraus is stupid. Kraus is not stupid. He wow. is just greedy. Holland is actually stupid. Like you can, you cannot be mad at him. He was born this way. 
when he was like letting because if he grapples Wonderboy, it's a fucking wash on the ground. You know what I mean? I was like, my submission prop is hitting. That's it. There were three minutes on the clock. And this motherfucker is like, yeah, get up. Beat the shit out of me. I'm coming home. Bro. It's a good question. I don't really yeah, know. This has gotten to a point where the next fight cannot Pass be a can. Like, this is, this is last stop. So, yeah. Hopefully someone good. I don't know, but the UFC is like squeezing the shit out of it to get Paddy wins, bro. The matchmaking has been on point. Because yeah. Jared is kind of a respectable opponent, a good win, but there's still a way for Paddy to win decisively. If he wins, I don't know what they are doing next because good lightweights are going to beat Paddy. Yeah. Yeah, he's at featherweight now. Um, what else you got for us? I was trying to look up the Frank Martin line for boxing, but I cannot see it. Frank Martin is, is, is boxing Rivera, who knocked out a guy from Spain. And I think he opened the underdog, but I cannot find the, the, the line. Frank, Frank Martin is the truth. He's the dark horse in that division. Agreed. I've been saying that since day one. <laughs> it's the funniest shit when you pretend that you follow boxing and tape it. It's, it's the best. <laughs> I don't know who's pretending. <laughs> like when I send you some play and you are like, yeah, it's a lock, I taped it. <laughs> I'm, I mean it every time. I don't have one. That's in two weeks. Um, all right. Like, subscribe. My, my tree is right here. Of course, I have a, a Christmas tree. It's right there, but I'm not going to flip the computer. Because I also have like a ton of cocaine stored here. <laughs> Jesus. All right. On that note, we should probably uh, log off. We just said it was Volkanovski. This fight we talked about again. Fluffy. Fluffy for all my money at plus 200. <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast without mentioning that. Yeah. A lot of people have, have asked me for this. I don't have an Instagram like Magic M. I have my personal one and I haven't given it to anyone on Twitter because that's like my life. Yeah. Not, not public. Yeah, you gotta go. You guys gotta go find them in the mountains if you want to see them. Yeah, I'm preparing. I haven't cut my hair or my beard. I I look like a mountain guy. I'm going in two weeks for Christmas. Nice. That's. I kind of look like a Dagestan guy a little bit. I need a little bit more beard and then to take this off. Yeah. Mashallah, brother. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a comment and follow us on Twitter. Uh, all that's in the description. Thank you and uh, see you next week. I was waiting for the... Uh...